fairly fairly uh, toned and muscular feller. That, that's all you got to say, Bobby? That's all I got to say. <laughs> Okay, welcome to another episode of Fantasy Frenemies. We're so glad you joined us again here on this Thursday night, Friday morning. If you're listening to us in the morning on your drive to work, we record these episodes at night. So right now it's it's past some of your bedtimes, I'd imagine. But it's it's <laughs> getting kind of late at night, and we are so glad that you joined us, though. As, as we talk about a lot of different things tonight, we're going to give you, of course, news and notes. Uh, but we have some top added players recently or top I guess the hottest hitters the hottest pitchers in the league over the last seven days and and we want to discuss who we should add it's really getting to be I don't want to say a crucial time guys but a lot of people are having to make some decisions after a hundred at bats in the year either you're really frustrated with somebody or you're like man I need to grab him before somebody else does I, I don't know about you but I'm in that point to a lot of a lot of different people uh, you got any of those guys on your team, Bobby? Yeah, or I've I've had a few. Uh, I think I've done a, a good bit of drop adding this week, uh, especially uh, with people coming uh, on off of my DL. Um, I've got a few. Tim, how about you? You you're struggling right now to find people. I know you're streaming folks a lot, but is that out of necessity or out of desire? Um, I, I'm streaming just out of, I mean, desire, but also need, but, and I, I have guys that I would, I've been thinking about keeping or struggling with, you know, are they going to pick it up or, or are they going to, you know, con, con, continue their, their slump? But it's one of those things that's like, you know, as soon as you drop them, then all of a sudden they they go on a hot streak, and it's like, well, I why didn't why did I keep them? And it's just one of those frustrating fantasy things that you never you never can tell. Well, I have had a tremendously busy week. I, I've been working on cars this week. I had a huge meeting at work this week, and and we do this kind of as a fun thing for our our fantasy league, our career minor leaguers league that we've been a part of now for a couple two, three years. Maybe some of us have been a part of that league a little bit longer than that, but it also carries over into football. And and guys, it is getting close to football. Fantasy frenemy football season is about to come upon us really quick and really soon. So we need to, we're going to be, I, I've started doing my homework already. I don't know if you guys have started doing your homework for the fantasy frenemy football podcast, but that, that is something I cannot wait to get a hold of. Uh, football is just, is so much fun i guess and the strategies in it are so much different than baseball but uh have you have you two started doing homework uh i've been keeping up with uh the you know the signings and, and different things like that in the in the draft so uh, I, as far as as far as that goes but as far as you know projecting fantasy numbers and stuff like that not not so much yet but Okay, Bobby, are the are the are the mock drafts open at this point? Can I start mock drafting football? I don't need to do uh, that. Do I know I? Uh, the leagues are open, but I don't know about the uh, oh, the mock drafts. But I, I don't need to start. Yeah, I don't. Now. I don't usually start worrying about that till about J- July. You guys know I like to mock draft, though. I mean, <laughs> I love the mock draft. That the one thing I love to do too that we the daily fantasy contest MLB. 
uh, Yahoo Cup. They have that for the fantasy leagues, and anybody can join it who's on who's playing in a Yahoo uh, league right now. Uh, I love to. I am three thousandth out of thirty three thousand people right now. So every Friday night, I get to do this draft, and I get to do a little fantasy draft, and I get to go up against whoever. I don't even know how many people. I guess it's thirty three thousand people are doing it. Uh, so right now, right, I love doing that every Friday night. I'm in round six of twenty seven rounds. I have not though this week. It's been so busy. I have not played one daily fantasy contest. Now these fantasy contests, you can go to Yahoo and 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 sign up for them and do them. You can you don't have to put any money in. You can go all the way to zero dollars bet or something like that, and you can just go there because I I can't I can't bet anything in uh, the state that I live in. So you you go all the way to the zero and you can join as many of them as you want. And usually I join a lot, but but I have not joined any this week. But I think what that does, Tim, as you talk about streaming people. You really get to learn a lot about the players. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it, it, a lot of different players started clicking in my mind, and you get to see who's hot because they put the dollar amount by the by the player according to how popular he is or how good other people are think that he's going to do that day. So I don't know if you've ever done that right. before, but it's it's really fun. Yeah, daily fantasy. I've I've done it before, and uh, it's. It can it can be quite time consuming, <laughs> and uh, but it is fun, um, especially if you've got a little bit of money to play with. But uh, like you said, in uh, the great state of Alabama, we do not get that. <laughs> I need to bring that before. Who would I bring that? The Senate? Would that is that who I need to bring it for? <laughs> you can contact your local congressman. <laughs> <laughs> I go to church with a local congressman, so maybe I need to. Let's let's look at some news and notes. I'm I'm just going to start off with bad news right now. We're just going to start off with bad news. <laughs> Rangers manager Chris Woodward said Wednesday that Jose Leclerc will be removed from the team's closer role, quote unquote, for the time being. So Sean Kelly was named as kind of the possible ninth inning fill-in. Do you guys know that there's been over 80 players in the league so far this year? that have accumulated at least one save. I don't know what the exact number is. It might be like 83, 84, but there are over 80 players in the league that have accumulated one, at least one save right now. Uh, I, I, I don't remember that growing up as a kid, but now it seems like a, almost like a running back by committee in the NFL. It seems like be like a closer by committee nowadays. It's, There's only a few closers right now that are, you know, elite closers that, you know, that you can, there's only a handful of them right now. And everybody else is just kind of scraping and trying to find their guy. And it's been, it's been tough for a lot of teams. DJ LeMayhew remained out of the Yankees starting lineup on Wednesday versus the Diamondbacks. And I think he was out again. It looks like he's going to come back on Friday possibly, but DJ LeMayhew, who he'll make our segment a little bit later for people who are in the top 25 Hottest players in baseball. Robinson Cano is back in the Mets starting lineup on Wednesday night against the Reds. So Robinson Cano is back. Braves manager said Brian Snitaker, we'll go to our Braves expert here, Bobby, on this one, that Josh Donaldson's calf is a lot better and he could return to the lineup on Thursday, but he didn't return tonight. So hey, what's going on with Josh Donaldson's calf? It was a, it was an early, early game. So um, I think it was just a smart thing to keep him out, give him another day. Uh, the Braves got shellacked, so it wasn't like he missed anything uh, special. So I think just I have him somewhere. ready for the weekend. 
I think I read somewhere that this is the same calf that gave him problems in 2017. So something to keep an eye on with Josh Donaldson's calf. I don't, I don't, not, we don't need to be staring at Josh Donaldson's calf, but just in case this injury looms a little bit, you know, just keep that in mind. Brian Reynolds uh, drove in three runs Wednesday on the Pirates' 7-5 victory over Texas. The only reason why I mentioned Brian Reynolds, besides the fact that he's having a, a great first year, he's a rookie, he plays for Pittsburgh, he's out of Vanderbilt, uh, he, he's batting 414, a homer, six doubles, over 29 at-bats. He has a nine-game hitting streak through Wednesday anyway. The reason why I bring it up, I don't know if you guys have ever seen his name on Yahoo or not, but it says B. Reynolds. And I'm always thinking, oh, Burt Reynolds. And, and, and that's <laughs> my immediate thought. And then I go, no, no, he's not playing baseball. Burt Reynolds is not playing baseball. So I, I have a little fun with that every time I see his name. And I, I think of the celebrity Jeopardy, actually, on Saturday Night Live with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> oh, it's one of the best. Oh. The best. <laughs> it's a very good one. I follow, I follow like SNL uh, little short Twitter things that are on there, and so they give you a little blurb for about two minutes uh, on some kind of uh, past SNL clip, and that, that that's great. It's one of the best things on Twitter. Second yeah, direct. <laughs> it was it was a it was quite a bummer finding out the when Burt Reynolds passed away this over this past year. One of the best actors, one of my favorite actors growing up. The the mustache. I I don't know. I the had mustache man. I had I don't. I had an infatuation. It's not a thing. It's not, you know, that's nothing. But when I was growing up as a boy, a young boy in the late 70s, I loved, I wished I had a mustache is what I wished I had. But even more than that, I wished I could wear those cowboy shirts or some kind of like, you know, kind of slash cowboy flannel shirt buttoned down about halfway from your chest right there. With a bunch of hair sticking out of it, like like Burt Reynolds used to carry. <laughs> I, I just like the Bee Gees, man. I, I just I, I, when I was a young man with no hair anywhere on my arms or my legs or anything, I was like, man, I just I wish I could have that kind of hair on my chest. Is what I used to think about. That was the style kind of, back then. Now now it's every you got a you got a manscape now. Oh, uh, yes, you do. You got to shave it all off now. I think all the. <laughs> They, they everybody shaves off there. Corey Kluber has been diagnosed with a non-displaced fracture of his right ulna bone. Did I pronounce ulna right? Ulna bone? Yeah. He was Man. drilled Wednesday night. And I, I, as a as a softball pitcher, as a slow pitch softball pitcher, I do not like this story at all. No. But he was drilled by a comebacker off the bat of Brian Anderson that was clocked. Listen, clocked at 102.2 miles per hour. Clocked is the word for it. I didn't see it. I didn't want to watch it. I, I kept I, I kept my eyes either, away but... from it. I kept it away from it because it takes all the moxie I have to be able to stand up there and throw that yellow ball at people. Yep. To see something like that makes me want to take my moxie and run. That'll give you the yips. I was going to say that I watched the replay of that that injury and man, he had no chance of getting out of that, getting out of the way of that thing. It was just like it, it's it's one of those like one in a hundred chances of, of happening I and mean, i guess one in a hundred is kind of high but you know when you're a pitcher you gotta that's you're always at risk of that ball coming right back at you juan soto has back spasms and he'll be reevaluated today so we'll see if he gets in that lineup over the weekend i think they were trying to hold him out to just like donaldson just to get him prepared for this weekend but i, I juan soto man that guy does not look like he should have any back problems at all he's he's just 
He's built like a rock, isn't he? Apparently, apparently uh, toned and muscular feller. That, that's all you got to say, Bobby? That's all I got to say. <laughs> I'll tell you who is a scary looking dude is Eric Thames. Oh, yeah. And that guy, he scares me to death every time, every time I see him come up to bat. I don't know how a pitcher doesn't just, you know, get in the fetal position when he steps up to bat. Didn't he uh, spend a couple of years in Japan or Korea or something playing he baseball? Did. Yeah, he played in Japan. So like he knows karate. You know, you know what they he call them? kung fu, right? He knows he, kung fu, and he he can take it out to the mound too. Do you know what they called him over there? They called him God because <laughs> of because of how he tore the ball up when he was over there. I mean, he he was the guy in Japan. Yeah. yeah. Multiple reports state that the athletics. Speaking of a, a great name. Uh, multiple reports state that the Athletics will call up outfield prospect Sky Bolt before Friday's game against the Pirates. That's the guy's name, Sky Bolt. Bolt will come up, and uh, he'll make the 25-man roster. The 25-year-old has crushed AAA pitching to the tune of a 333-409-692 slash line with six homers, six doubles in 22 games this year. So it, that's just a cool name. It's somebody to keep your eye on, yeah. Sky Bolt. It should, be, gonna be, should some, be an easy name to keep an eye on. Yeah. Should be some interesting uh, home run calls if he if he hits one. <laughs> Trey Turner could start swinging the bat this week. And it says here that Dave Martinez told reporters Thursday that Turner is ahead of schedule in his recovery of his fractured index finger. I don't like it when people are ahead of schedule and they're going to bring them back early. I would rather them take their time and just just let him play a little bit. Don't you agree? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I mean, your, which finger is it? Is it thrown, his thrown hand or which hand? It, was he on your team, Bobby? No. He's not the, it's not the middle it, finger then. So we can rule <laughs> that out. Says right right finger and I think he is right-handed. Okay. Well, that's kind of that can be kind of tricky being a right-hander, you know, when you got to get the get the ball from the glove. Yeah. You've got to have a good grip and everything. And when you throw, you've got to have a good grip. And so that'd be interesting. And then as far as batting, yeah, I would say your index finger and your thumb are kind of the, the major parts of that, that grip. Maybe what we could see there. And what maybe what we could see in Washington actually is uh, Kai boom staying there at shortstop. And maybe Turner goes over to second because he doesn't have to, Whip the ball as hard over that way, you know, or something like that. Uh, Dozier maybe playing to third if Rendon's shoulder doesn't get right. We'll have to see about that. Uh, Yankees are reportedly interested. Of course, I'd imagine everybody is in signing Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, after yeah. the draft, he doesn't. He won't require compensation for a draft pick. Since right now, if you sign him, there's a second or a third round draft pick assigned to him that you would have to give up. Angels manager Brad Osmus expects Otani to be activated from the team's return in Anaheim on May 17th. And um, it seems like Osmus and the Angels have have slow played it with Otani. They haven't rushed him back. See, now this would be perfect for Nationals to be over in the American League so they could just have a designated hitter with Trey Turner instead of having to rush him back and put him out in the field. Like, Otani's just going to be the designated hitter this year. That's all he's going to be. 
what do you guys think about the designated hitter? Should the entire National League and American League have the designated hitter, or do you like how it is right now? I think it should be designated hitter all the time. Might as well. I mean, I'm a I'm a baseball purist. I like the bat, the pitchers hitting. That's kind of grew up that way with the National League and being a National League fan. Uh, but I think it's just time. It's time to go ahead and uh, implement it both leagues. Uh, let the let the pitchers focus on pitching, and let's let's light up the scoreboard. Well, not only that, but you think about it so much. Uh, mixed league play nowadays. I, yeah, it used to be like a special weekend when the American League and National League would kind of intermingle, you know, in crosstown rivalries, and they were trying to create all that stuff. But now it seems like it's just so hodgepodge. There's there's no rhyme or reason to it anymore. They just kind of they just all play each other nowadays. It seems like, at least in my head, it doesn't seem special anymore. If the American League plays the National League, you might as well just make it even playing field as best you can, so the rosters can all be set up similarly, you know? Yeah. Don't tell Noah Syndergaard, though, that we're thinking they're talking about this. <laughs> because he, he tossed a shutout Andy Homer Thursday in the Mets one nothing victory. Basically, Syndergaard won the game all by himself. He wouldn't let the other team hit the ball, and he decided he was going to hit the ball out of the park, and that was the only run that the Mets scored on this game. So this, this was an interesting game, to say the least. And I still say that pitchers' batting averages should count, or at least the uh, the stats if they if they get a hit should count. <laughs> if they get in a hit, fantasy, yeah, yeah, I think it should too. Um, but interesting fact about that uh, performance today—it's really significant. I don't know if you guys know the last time that a pitcher hit a home run in a one nothing win where they also pitched a shutout was in 1983 by Bob Welch with the Dodgers. <laughs> and besides those two guys, besides Bob Welch and Syndergaard, only five others have done that. So today was the seventh time this has, this has happened. And the, la- the time before Welch was uh, 1971. So it's more rare it's three times more rare for a game like today, for Syndergaard's performance today. It's three times more rare to happen than a perfect game. Nice. That's how crazy that is. Nice. I wonder if he That's got the ball stat. back. You think he got the home run ball back? I hope so. He, I do I'm, too. That, that, <laughs> now, see, if you would if you would have asked me that, I would have had to say like Bumgarner did it or something like that because he's. He's a really good hitter. I, I may even have said Carlos Zambrano at some point. I, I thought it was interesting. thought I'd let you guys know about it and let our listeners know. So I got an interesting question sent to me today by one of our listeners. And the, the question was phrased just like this. I'll just tell you right now. It said, Puig or Fran Mil Reyes? And that's all it said. And they wanted to know if they should keep Yasiel Puig or drop him for Fran Mil Reyes. And I would like to know your input on it because Fran Mil Reyes makes one of the top 25 uh, players over the last seven days, according to Yahoo, that may still be available to your league. There might be others, but we kind of picked and chose which ones might still be available in people's leagues. So what about that? Fran Mil Reyes or Yasiel Puig? Reyes. Uh, right now, right now, Reyes. <laughs> Puig has uh, been quiet. I, I think I think right now and for the rest of the season, Fran Mil Reyes all day, every day. Yeah, There's a that. lot more potential with Fran Mil Reyes, and Yasiel Puig is playing on a team – Right now, that just doesn't 
they, they don't seem very excited about playing baseball. Maybe the call up with Nick Senzel might be able to help that out. Maybe add a little fire, a little bit of youth to the locker room. But right now, they they just don't seem very interested. Yeah, Puig's playing like a shell of his his Dodger days this season. He's he's putting up bare minimum bare minimum numbers. Let's look at some of these names right here. The the top four players in this, uh, players 41 through 46 anyway, over the last seven days that are the hottest bats, according to Yahoo, that might still be available. Uh, Melky Cabrera, Ben Gamble, Cole Calhoun, and Hunter Pence. Uh, out of those four guys, they, uh, Bobby, who, who would you take, uh, who would you think most likely to add out of those four men? I would probably take uh, Melky out of those four. Uh, I just think he's more of a, um, probably going to be a more of an everyday uh, player. Uh, Gamble is uh, probably going to be uh, in and out with all the outfielders they have in Milwaukee. Uh, Cole Calhoun is uh, is streaky at best, and Hunter Pence is getting old. <laughs> Tim. Tim, do you agree with that, or do you have any other thoughts on those four players? Uh, I, I mean, I agree with Melky, but just to kind of disagree a little bit, I would say I would actually go with Hunter Pence, just because he he has a over his career he's always had a good uh, batting average. So uh, I would agree with you on on that. I I like Melky out of that bunch too. Cole Calhoun is somebody though that you can't just count out because he's batting leadoff. They can they they will have a lot of firepower coming behind him to drive him in over some middle infielders. Let's look at these guys. Uh, might not be just middle infielders. A lot of these people are first base eligible, but uh, Logan Forsythe, DJ LeMayhew, Ian Desmond, who's also an outfielder, but he's first base eligible, and Jose Iglesias, Cincinnati shortstop. Who, who would you take, Tim, out of that? Uh, out of those four? Who, who might be most appealing to you? I would take Le, uh, LeMayhew since he's supposed to be on his way back. I've always liked LeMahieu, even when he was uh, with the Rockies and that Yankees lineup. I mean, that's one of the toughest lineups in the in the majors. Uh, I would I would probably go with LeMahieu with Forsythe at a close second. I'd agree. I mean, LeMahieu's been hot all season, and I don't think this uh, this little injury is going to slow him down. Any, he's got some speed. He's not going to hit you a lot of homers, but he's gonna he's gonna hit the ball. He's going to get on base. He's going to steal. He's going to score. So pretty pretty easy going with LeMay. I would agree with you on that. Look at this uh, next next little group of people. Uh, we got Sogard. Is that how you say his name in Toronto? Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Wilkinson from Baltimore. Another Baltimore name just creeping up in the most, you know, the, the some of the most desired players list. And you got Yonder Alonso with a White Sox. He's a first baseman. I think he also designate hits a lot. But uh, out of those, uh, out of Sogard, Wilkerson, or Alonso, and, and David Bote with the Chicago Cubs, who's second base and third base eligible, out of all these players I've mentioned, only two of them are third base eligible, by the way, because third base just seems like a uh, a tough position to fill. Who would you like to add in any of your leagues or any of your teams out of that group? Sogard, Wilkerson, Alonzo, and Boti. I would take Sogard right now. Dude, dude's bat has been hot. I mean, he's one of the bright spots, been one of the bright spots for uh, that Toronto 
lineup besides uh, Guerrero coming in. So, um, I think so too. Um, I would probably go to with Hunter Renfro. Uh, the only bad thing about Hunter is you never know when he's going to be in the lineup. They have four outfielders for three positions, and um, he he's always the one that's getting uh, shuffled out depending on the matchup. But when he's in, he's he's got power. We have two catchers that make this list. Which one would you rather have, uh, Bobby? Would you rather have Tyler Flowers or Austin Barnes, who is a catcher and second base eligible? I'd take Tyler. I'd take Tyler. You're just saying that because you're a Braves fan. Uh, look, I mean, look at that! Look at that four seventeen average, and he and he had a really good year last year. He's got power. I I just can't take. Yeah, but Austin is he going to stay healthy though? Is he going to stay healthy? Probably. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully is what you're saying. Well, I, I'm more worried about Brian McCann than Tyler Flowers. Nah, they they both share enough time in Atlanta that it's not going to be. A, too much of an issue. I, I believe that they'll both be able to stay healthy. I like how the Atlanta does that with their catchers. It just adds to the longevity of them. And if I if I was looking for catchers, which thankfully I'm not looking for catchers, um, I, I would really consider having McCann and Flowers on the same team and just kind of making sure I had one of them that could play every single day. And and that I like that strategy a lot. We have some players who have multiple multiple positions. Wilmer Flores pays first base, second base, third base. David Fletcher, second base, third base, outfield eligible. Ronnie Rodriguez with Detroit, first base, second base, third base, shortstop eligible. I'll try to make a little song out of that. But any of those any of those three guys pop out at you, somebody you'd like? Probably Wilmer. I'll take, uh, I'll take Wilmer in that 417 batting average. Yeah, hard to argue with that. Even Ronnie Rodriguez, that, that he might be able to add a steal or two, uh, more so than any of the other guys. And I, I, but but I would have to take Wilmer Flores. He plays for Arizona, and we talked about how potent that Arizona lineup is. So that's a uh, somebody maybe to be able to add if you're looking for a lot of different position flexibility. Uh, somebody who I saw on this list, Kevin Guti, uh, Kelvin Gutierrez, plays third base for Kansas City. How many third basemen do Kansas does Kansas City have that are <laughs> mashers, man? Because this guy's mashing right now too. He's got a three thirty three average. He's driven in seven RBIs. Um, it, it just seems like they have him, Dozier. I think they they just I don't know. They switch him out. I'll tell you who's looked good too is that uh, Almora Jr. from the Cubs. Yeah, he he plays lead off, and he has he hasn't he hasn't been there all year. And he, it, the only the only thing is is that Cubs offense seems anemic at times, but they've been scoring in bunches lately. So Albert Almora Jr. he might be the guy to look for in the Chicago Cub lineup to get them all started. You look good in that Seattle series. So. Uh, one name on this list that kind of has a funny stat line. I'm like, where where are y'all putting him in the lineup? Is Gio Ursula? He's <laughs> got a 4.74 batting average for the week and. He's only scored twice and, you know, scored somebody twice. So, um, you know, where are the other bats and where where, where do you have him hitting? Let's look at some pitchers, guys. Are these guys worth keeping? Or, are, you know, a lot of these pitchers are streamers. So, you know, people would consider them streamers. But are they somebody that you need to just carve out a regular place in your lineup for uh, as far as your pitching staff goes? Let's look at these top ones right now. Rick Porcello, Glenn Sparkman. 
or Jake Odorizzi? Do you like any of those guys to stick around in your lineup, or are they just all streamers? Rick Rick will probably be the only one I would think about keeping. Um, if he's if he's on, he's on, and he's going to be good for your lineup. Um, I don't know who <laughs> I don't know who Glenn Spartman is, um, and uh, Jake uh, and Jake is playing on a good team, uh, but he's. Uh, a little more hit and miss than Rick, too. This list is rough. There's all these guys are so inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's like it's better probably to just stream them if they've got a good matchup. I, I would say out of this whole list, there are two guys that have been solid all year long uh, and have I know been where you're going. I know and where have you're going. been hot, uh, and that is uh, Soroka and uh, Bassett. Yes, Soroka is who I was, who I was knew you were going to talk about. One because he's a brave, but yes, he has been. Uh, I, I streamed him for one of his games this year, and he uh, pitched a shutout, or he was mm-hmm. pitching a shutout, and then they took him out in the, after five innings. And what happened? The Braves lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> Bullpen. Yeah. What about what do you think about those like uh, Zach Eflin? You Darvish has seemed to be turning some things around at Chicago, or even a, a I don't want to say a Lance Lynn, but you know at least between Eflin and Darvish, who any either one of those two worth keeping? keeping? Both of them are on very winning teams, you know, so they have if, the possibility you, of getting W's every if time. If you absolutely, absolutely need a pitcher, then yes, both of them are on good teams. Both of them, if they are if they are owned. They they are going to get you uh, some good stats. So if you absolutely need a good uh, need a pitcher, they would be worth keeping. Like I said, all these pitchers are very inconsistent, and it has been hard to find uh, solid pitching on the waiver wire um, so far this year. Pretty much everybody's been picked up who oh, yeah. is going to be kept. So yeah, I mean Soroka, Bassett. Maybe Porcello, but everybody else, I just consider them streaming. It. Like if they're playing, if they're pitching against a, you know, a weak, a weak batting team like the Reds or something. So, looking ahead to this weekend's matchups, I this is a good one right here. Arizona is at the Colorado Rockies this weekend. That'll be kind of I don't, I don't know if it's for the top of the division now. I haven't looked at the league leaders or the standings since Sunday, uh, but that's got to be right there. Uh, the Rockies may be getting closer because they they've been winning a good bit lately, but they're still under 500. And Braves are traveling to Miami. I see. Is that a vacation though for the Braves? And they'll just kind of <laughs> be chilling out on the beach, or are they going to go down there and really play baseball? Hopefully they'll play some baseball because they got a rough month ahead. Tampa Bay goes to Baltimore. Uh, who would have thought that would be a, an important series at the beginning of the year? But it, it is at this point in time. You got the Red Sox at the White Sox, so you got to do some laundry there. Uh, St. Louis comes to Chicago. Another big. That's uh, the Cubs are on a tear right now. So that's that early season, uh, early season matchup between two rivals. That that is one of the best rivalries in all of baseball, guys. I don't know if you've ever oh, been yeah. to one or not, but it it was fantastic. Whenever I used to go, I went to a St. Louis Cardinal. I went to St. Louis Stadium, whatever it was called at the time, Bush Stadium probably. And I went there, and I you know of course I had my Cubs gear on and everything. 
That was really fun. That was I was looking for trouble and I found it. That's I'll just tell you that. All right. San Francisco travels to Cincinnati. They got a rookie starting uh, tomorrow, so it'll be an interesting matchup. Seattle travels to Cleveland. Seattle, they they've lost their mojo, have they not? They have. They definitely have. Yeah, they they've come back down to earth. Uh, swinging for the fences only gets you so far when you're pitching is suspect. And yeah, Marco, and, their their most consistent pitcher just had his worst game of the season so far. So. Yeah. Well, Marco and, Gonzalez. When other teams figure that out, that hey, these guys are just trying to mash the long ball, they might change their pitching strategy as well. Just to uh, dare them to mash that long ball. What about Kansas City? Uh, tra- this this is crazy. Kansas City traveling to Detroit. Another uh, seems to be a good a big series early in the year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought that either time. Oh, Houston doesn't go to Los Angeles. Don't they play in Mexico against the uh, Anaheim it, Angels? Uh, I think I think at least a couple games are going to be in Mexico. Yeah, it's a, they're off tomorrow. It's strange for Major League teams to have off on Friday, but I think L.A. and Houston both have off tomorrow, and they play a weekend series in Mexico. Uh, so that yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see there for those two. See if the, those guys can show out while they're down there. Get laser beams in their eye. Isn't that, isn't that what happened with the football with uh, yeah. Yeah. Raiders and everything? Raiders and Texans? Yep. Yeah. Dodgers at San Diego. You worried about that one? A little yeah, Machado that's... revenge? A little Machado <laughs> revenge? I'm not worried about Machado, but I am worried about the Padres. Uh, the Padres have got a solid solid team, and surprisingly so. I mean, they, they've got some some power in their lineup, and they've got some good pitching to back it up, too. So uh, We're going to have Bobby, I'm going to put you in charge of remembering that he is not afraid of Machado. Okay. <laughs> the Macho Man. Uh, Brewers and the Mets play this week uh, this weekend in Milwaukee. Maybe the Mets. Matchup. Maybe the Mets bats bats can get a little bit hot again. They seem to have they uh, they've been freezing out right now. Maybe it's been cold up in New York. I don't know. Uh, Minnesota Twins travel to the Yankees to mm. to the New York Yankee Stadium. Uh, do you think the Twins and the Yankees? That's that's uh, once again another big rivalry against a name there in Minnesota that I wouldn't have put in such a, hey, these guys are, are a tough rival for the Yankees early in the year, a tough series for the Yankees. Yeah, I like Minnesota. I think uh, I think they're going to give the AL a, a run for their money. So. Oh, yeah. They got some good bats. It plays some, some stifling defense as baseball goes. Uh, one of the best defenses in the game. So if you got some decent pitching, Good defense and good bats. You're you're going to go places. Another mixed league uh, series this weekend. The Athletics travel to Pittsburgh and take on the Pirates for three games this weekend. Phillies and Washington play each other at Philadelphia. Another another. They've already had a rematch with Bryce Harper. I mean, so it'd be fun to see him against his old team this time on his new home field. So yeah, it got a little salty last time, I believe. So. Well, the, and the Phillies have been booing him too. So the Phillies fans have been booing oh, really? him because he's been cold and uh, making some yeah, errors. Just in paid him all that money. I mean, you would expect he's going to do something. Uh, 
And you have the Toronto Blue Jays traveling uh, to Texas to play the Rangers. Uh, I'm going to say this about this weekend's uh, lineup. Uh, fantasy speaking, uh, some of these hot uh, pitchers, hot uh, bats that are playing for some of these lesser teams, it's going to be interesting because you got a lot of uh, the lower tier of teams playing lower tier of teams, so it'll it'll be kind of good and bad depending on who you got. Yeah, and and uh, I'm, but but things are still so abnormal right now. Like Blake Snell the other day played against Kansas City. Kansas City obviously has his number, but I sat Mondesi that day just because it was a doubleheader. I don't like playing guys with doubleheaders, and Mondesi just tore them up. And Blake Snell had a terrible outing. I'm not sure if his toe is still bothering him that he had to sit out for. He has said that it has bothered him in the prior starts. So maybe something is wrong there with Blake Snell, and he's going to have another another DL time coming up soon. So, Thank you for joining us with another episode of Fantasy Frenemies, the baseball edition. We will join you again on Sunday night, and we will recap the things that happened over the weekend, Twitter news and notes. We'll also look at the league leaders and, and go over the standings again and anything else that's happening in the world of baseball. Thank you.